Welcome to Blue Collar Love, a Starfire 59 retrospective. And hello, all you listeners. My name is Samuel, and my favorite line from this last album is, It's hard to know or just believe. (laughs) And this is Aaron. You keep taking everything. You're ruining the scene, Sam. Ooh, that's rough. That's rough. <laughs> Get it together. Tighten up, partner. <laughs> so we're right. back with another episode of Blue Car Love, and what are we doing this? What are we doing this week? All right. So this week we are at, technically only on the third LP, but we've been doing all the side projects and stuff. So it, it's a it's felt like a journey getting here. Honestly, wow. Um, right. This is about me. <laughs> awesome we are on americana or you know the red album if yeah. you would like um i wish it would have been like just i wish he would have let it just been nicknamed it would have been like burgundy and that would be the title yeah. of the album burgundy. I, I, I was so mad he stopped with the, the colors i was hoping like 20 20 albums in he's like on the pink album or the fuchsia he's like he's <laughs> the forest green album <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the blue green album. That would be so great. <laughs> oh, well. All right. Um, well, so this album. Start, I'm sorry. Go oh. ahead. No, you go ahead. So this album was released March 11th, 1997. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's called Americana. Mm-hmm. It is the third um, Starflyer 59 LP. So the first one was released in 1993. So we're only four years into um, the humble career of Jason Martin here, not counting the uh, Dance House Children projects. Or a bunch of other ones that I believe started this year or the year after. Uh, he's just so, um, branching out. Yeah, we'll give, a, I'll give, you, give everyone a little sneak peek. Um, the album after this we're going to review is not Starflyer. It is the first Pony Express album. Yep, that's what I was thinking, yeah. So... And this is the first actual Starfire album I ever got, or even heard of, because when I, I became a Christian in 96, and I began trying to find Christian music, I think I mentioned um, in an earlier episode, I would scour the linear notes, because like, the first like really good Christian band I discovered was Mortal, the Wake Owl. And so they all the bands they thanked in the prayer chain, Starfire, they denied, and I just went and bought them. And so Star, Americana was the, the, first, the newest album in the Christian bookstore. I bought it. Was hooked in three seconds. Of <laughs> so. Yeah, no. Um, so to give everyone some context for this album, normally this is where I would give the top ten albums of Christian and the general Billboards mm-hmm. for the month it was released. However, <laughs> Billboard's website has um, gotten greedy, Aaron. What? Well, no way. What's going on? They uh, will not allow you to look past like the top two on the billboards without paying them out. What? And I could have probably done a bit more research on the internet, but I got busy. Uh, we'll find a way around that. That's that's not that's not cap, uh, man. That's not right. Yeah. Information so, should be free. I know, right? Um, I, I it's just frustrating to me because, like, this is just old chart information. It's yeah. not like I'm. <laughs> yeah, it's, so. it's information. It's information. 
it's like, like it's going not to the library like, and you're trying to get a book and you're like oh you gotta you gotta pay us to see past the second page. It's just information. It's public information. Yeah, <laughs> you would think. Um, maybe ah, maybe I should just go to the library and surely there's a book that just lists all the billboards for like the '90s. Well. Maybe somebody can tell us how we can get around that who's listening to this, but I'm going to have to look into that. I would have no idea. That's not right. So, uh, anyway, we'll play what I, for next time. <laughs> what I will do instead, though, uh, Six Degrees Jason. All right. And Here we go. This one's actually really easy. So, I asked Aaron, hey, what what, did you, what was it you asked me to do? And he said... Um, I, do we want to tell him or do you want it to be a surprise? I was telling him. I said Kanye West. I was trying to think of somebody completely opposite of Jason, and that was the first thing. <laughs> so it's funny you said Kanye West because as soon as you said it in my head, within thirty seconds, I had already connected the two. Really? Um, it's a bit of a cheat because Kanye West connects to another artist we previously connected him to. Oh. So I was able to shortcut it really quick. Okay. And um, I, I'll give you. I'll just give you the thirty-second version of my head. So, okay. Um, we already know Jason Martin has sang with Lee Nash in Starflyer two thousand. Yeah. Connection number one. Yeah. Lee Nash has um, collaborated with one of my favorite bands, Jars of Clay. Oh on yeah, their, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, on their album, I cannot think of it at the moment. Are Shelter. you thinking of City of the Hill? Oh, I was thinking of the City of the Hill album. Too. And technically, City on the Hill. Yeah, they've yeah. done both. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, let's do City on the Hill for the fun of it. Okay. Um, but Jars of Clay have, so that's connection number two. Jars of Clay have collaborated with Toby Mac on various projects, but most obviously the Shelter album. Okay. Toby Mac has collect, collaborated with a guy named Kirk Franklin on multiple oh, yeah. tracks, but yes. the one everyone will recognize is Lose My Soul. Great okay. little track. And um, Kirk Franklin appears. Yeah, he's got that Christian album out now. Have you heard it? Jesus is Lord. Uh, yeah, man. It's it's meh. <laughs> it's just it's a mediocre album. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't make it through it. <laughs> I just was just like I think his genre is just not, not my thing in general. I well, don't no, that, know. No, no, that album is no one's genre. No one likes it. Even hardcore <laughs> cuz I'm a huge Kanye fan. Even his fans don't. No one likes it. It's yeah, I just I listened to it, and I was just like, it's just kind of boring. It's just, it is. Man. It is. Because it's trying to, you can't shoehorn rap into gospel. I mean, you can have elements of it, but it's just two different things. It's just two different types of music. They just can't, it just doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> so, anywho. So, all right, so that's 60 Degrees of Jason. Yeah, so that one was really easy. So, I, I uh, anyone who's listening out there, um, we've been rambling now for about seven minutes, and we haven't really talked about the album yet. Um, so, just a quick plug: go ahead and give me a challenge, please. I need to. Uh, I need someone challenging to connect Jason Martin to in six degrees or less. Yeah, and I I totally forgot about the Kurt Franklin thing. I I didn't see that performed. But anyway, I guess with that, I guess we'll jump right into the Red album. <laughs> yeah, the the Burgundy album. Okay. So any any thoughts before we get into it? Um so this album it's interesting because it doesn't have as much like of his early albums. 
people tend to like talk about silver and gold and mm-hmm. then just kind of skip to fashion focus. Yep. I, I don't I don't think it's a forgotten album per se, but people just kind of ignore it. it. Yeah, it's underappreciated. Which um, I find criminal. <laughs> I uh, I mean, but but it's hard though. I mean, when you have this sort of like okay, you know, like in the eighties, like Prince's run from like Purple Rain to Sign of the Times was just like at the peak. This is like his Prince eighties moment. So so from Americana to the I'm not gonna say to win, but um but it was it was just, it's just what do you pick? I mean it's just so much great. It's like I mean it's just all amazing. It's like <laughs> you can't talk about everything all the time, you know. What I mean everything's just so great. So yeah. it's probably a little bit of that. Um this is also the first Starflyer album where Jason really had an actual band in the studio. Um, previous to this, he only had Andrew Larson, um, The Enigma, which I would love to track down someday, yeah. um, who would come in and play bass for him, but really no other band members he collaborated with. Gene Eugene, and, uh, did he do the Indian on Gold? Uh, um, so he came in for like one song. Okay, I thought so. Okay, all right. But it, it was like... It. This is where, so this is the part of the movie for uh, Martin where he gathers up all his friends. He's he's spent the whole entire season, right? <laughs> um, where you know you, you get all your friends you've been you've met throughout the series, and you drag them all in for like one grand finale. And so That's this, kind of and, and, and this album is is Starflyer per chain Adam again. So it's like Adam Star per. Star Chain is basically because you got Gene from Adam again, you got um, Wayne Everett from Pura Chain, Lassie Foundation, and of course Jason. And then you got Eric, I can't pronounce his last name, but he's from Prayer Chain as well. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, it's a great, right. I mean, it's a great musician, so of course it's going to be great. And there was also, Legend has it, and this kind of comes from the, uh, booklet for his greatest hits album where they talk kind of an overview for each album Mm -hmm. and apparently there's a lot of tension in the background during this album um band members weren't quite getting along with each other um, yeah etc and the prayer chain was in prayer chain was breaking up and so wayne everett and eric c were i'm sure a little of that was still bubbling over from whatever went down with that so it was it was a transition period for a lot of the people involved yeah, so um, that tension kind of made things a uh, a bit tough to get through. It's it's telling that almost as soon as the sessions for this album were over, um, Eric C left, and mm-hmm. then um, he was replaced by Jason Cloud, and that yeah. became the Starflyer Fifty Nine lineup for quite a while. Yeah, so I wonder what that was about. And it's funny that people in in, in that linear notes too. Somebody that inter, um, um, overview they're talking about the theme of Americana. And I disagree. I can't remember what they said. It was like um, the theme was he's getting like he's sad or missing friends or whatever. But to me, just getting an album, I think this is the most Christian album Jason's ever done. I don't know if you feel the same way, but I'll definitely be hitting that up as we go through it. Okay, yeah. Um, I can't. I didn't find as many themes as uh, you did, I think. But it'll be fun to kind of bounce back and forth. I'm sure you probably having had a 20-year lead-in mm-hmm. on this album before yeah. me, yeah. might have a few more thoughts on it than I do. So And, the, yeah, and, the, and the, there's some verses in, in Leonard, you know, 
I know some people say liner notes. I say linear notes. Let's fight about it. Um, that there's some verses that kind of point to some of the stuff I'm gonna say too. Ah, uh, see, and I don't, I don't have access to linear notes. Sadly, oh, okay. I would love to uh, own physical copies of all the CDs, yeah. but alas, I only have like three, I think. Okay, and um, those ones, the linear notes are all but absent. Yeah, for those you. particular albums, I have. Well, that's cool. Well, I have them all. Luckily for you, I have them all on CD and most of them on vinyl. So well, there you go. <laughs> so cool. We'll, we'll be good to go. All right. So let's go ahead right. and kick this off. Track one, The Voyager. Hit it up, Sam. Go. All right. Um, first thing you'll notice in this song, uh, the guitar solo. It's, it's right in the intro, right out of the gate. And it's like, hey, this is a classic rock album. Yeah. Um, did you notice? Yeah, it was right away. That's that, I said when I first heard the song. Within three seconds, I'm like, oh, he's starting the solo. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Um, it's, it's a throwback to kind of the '70s classic yeah. rock aesthetic. It's really yeah. cool. Americana title. <laughs> Which it's funny because when you think of Americana, at least I personally think of like folk music. That's my mm. first kind of thought. Um, like twenty yeah. guitars, cowboys, yeah. Americana. Yeah. And uh, this is, I, I guess this has elements of that, yeah. but it's, it, this just reminds me of, you know, some 70s band who yeah. uh, heard Led Zeppelin and said, okay, let's uh, buy some distortion pedals. Exactly, exactly. So, mm. um, well, here you go. Here's a, a theory for you. This album's all about a fictional Americana band who were mm-hmm. twangy guitars who heard Led Zeppelin and bought distortion pedals. And this is just all, it's kind of like um, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Heart Club, right? It's just an, yeah. a fictional Americana band yeah. in this album. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll wait till you're done and give you my take, but go ahead. So, I don't know if that's a, really a thing or not. The only reason I say that is the lyrics from this first song, at least, seem to be kind of from the viewpoint of an egotistical rock star. Um, I, oh man, I wish I had left them pulled up and I apologize sincerely. Give me two seconds here. But one of them, they, they stood out, it was like, um, you say you always want me, but you never do. You always leave me, et cetera, et cetera. You keep taking everything. Kind of, yeah. I'm yeah. You don't worship yeah. me. You leave me out. Uh-huh. And, mm-hmm. um, that could be vaguely christian lyrics maybe but that would be some weird christian lyrics so i just i um um, chose to you know kind of interpret it as more of um more of hey my fans are all leaving me i don't appreciate it you're all jerks okay all right so well that's my um that's my thoughts on this oh and also the organ solo by gene eugene love it (laughs) I know, I know. This is amazing. Uh, yeah, he's got. I can't imagine those Starfire albums without that or with the organs and the moves and all that. It's just, it's really, I'll get in that. But to me, I think they're very Christian lyrics, and I think they're very appropriate Christian lyrics. Because for me, the Voyager, I'm taking it as from Jesus's point of view, looking down to um, the maybe specifically Jason and the music, Christian music scene at the time. Because I don't know if you knew back in the '90s and early on, to probably still on. There's that, or you're a Christian band, or you Christians who play Christian music. You don't have Christian lyrics in your music, you know. People like the prayer chain and everything else. So we're putting on that. So, um, so I'm thinking 
maybe specifically talking about other than Christianity in general, because as Christians, I mean, we have televangelists. We we Christians do all types of things in God's name that you shouldn't be doing. And it sounds we make God the voyager. And I'm here there says, um, you keep pulling me. You leave me with the doubt. You don't worship me. You don't worship me. You leave me out. And then says things can never happen because I'm the voyager until we allow God to stop being the voyager and actually take control of our lives. Not, things will never happen. You know, and that's yeah. how I took it. And that's how I took it. So at this point, yeah. I think I, I think God's being critical of the Christian Christians in general, but specifically maybe the Christian musicians. Yeah, no, yeah. that's a that's that's a fascinating look at it. And, yeah, uh, yeah. And as far as the music goes, too, I'm with you. I'm like, I, within the first, you know, three seconds, I, I knew I was like, this, this is, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like this album. And it's very few music, very few music um, albums that the first time I hear them, I like them because sometimes it takes me like a listener too to like really understand what's going on. But instantly, I was just loving everything in this album. It was very weird. Like that's, I think about ten, ten albums that that's happened. And that chunk, chunk, chunk guitar part before they get into the chorus. I love it, and yeah, you're right. Um, like the the organ, especially at the end, the outro that when the organ's swelling and Jason's on guitar, man, it's just so sweet, man. I crank it up every time. It's just, it's just, it's like ear candy. Um, let's see. Um, oh yeah, and then later in the song, he goes, "You keep, you say it's just rock and roll. You leave me out." So that's why I think he's specifically talking about the Christian industry, um, leaving him out. Um, and then also put, or maybe it's about Jason and lack, um, 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 lament his lack of success. I mean, but with the rest of the album, songs on the album, I th- think it's probably the Jesus thing. Um, at the 3:29, the pause when it stops, um, goes out for a second, and then <laughs> just the crescendo of music. I love it, man. Um, Wayne's going crazy background on it. Um, I, I just love that the song's heavy all the way through. Um, give this like eight out of ten. Okay, so, very nice. Yeah, yeah um, I mean, Great I start. love this as an intro track. Yeah. Um, and, and the track listing on this album, too, as he did the, like, if he switched one song here or there, I think it would have really turned off. Because, like, what if this was, like, the fourth song or the last song? Like, that's not a good closer, you know? <laughs> it could totally yeah. change the album completely. <laughs> so hmm. that's it about the closure. Mm. I got you. Yeah, mm. no. Mm. Interesting. Um, I... I, uh, it's funny, um, for those that don't know, um, I'm, I'm technically the, the Christian, um, homeschool kid yeah. and Aaron's, uh, the more, um, what would we say, uh, I, yeah, I, I was, I was, I was a very all in evangelical Christian to the point where I was a pastor for a number of years and now I'm on the other side, I'm agnostic. And, but with that said though, and like I said, if more, if more Christian music was like this, where you can talk about God and like a not an over the beat somebody over the head with Bible verses and everything. I think it would it would do wonders and be better for Christianity. Um, yeah, I and I still it, appreciate this album. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I just find it fascinating yeah. how um, I'm the more skeptical one when reading the lyrics. Yeah, it's a uh, interesting. All right, well let's just move yeah. on to number two then. Um, the heart taker. I feel like the heart yeah, taker. Well, All right, Aaron, what do you what do you got? Well, um, consulting the linear, the linear notes, um, it says, Tutu, let me see, you know, the, the, the standard that he, he puts all praise on to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. But then it's, it, on this album says, our heart taker to those who would believe, First John 5, 13. So 
Jeez, I wanted to heart takers about. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I would go with um, let's see, the the guitars in this make this song so catchy. This could be uh this could be a, a, a pop. This could have been a pop hit. I don't know why it wasn't. Um, um, it's um, so the Jesus the heart taker obviously. So I wonder if this is like about um evangelizing um until you go you'll never know you know so. Um, just believe me, heart taker makes it easier. Um, I've written so many sermons and poems inspired by this song. I, it's just, it's ridiculous. I mean, it's a slow, it's the music is slow churning, musical bliss. And again, it's kind of like, mm, it's got like that fuzz mm, in the background throughout. And it's not, it's that mid, I think the mid tempo Starflyer songs to me are like the best ones. And it's like this, the vibe in the song is really good. And, um, even 20 some years later, I mean, it still sounds fresh to me. And I can't even count the hundreds of times I've heard this song. And um, and then at the end, you know, the just believe me, I take that as a personal, like, again, coming from Jesus' point of view, one in a personal relationship with people um, saying, you know, you know, if just believe me, he's a heart taker. And yeah, that's it. Great song. Seven out of ten for me. Okay, yeah. I said it's uh, lyrically the shortest Starfire song we've had in a minute. It is. Um, <laughs> and There's I, a shorter uh, one. This is way shorter one later. <laughs> yeah, no, this album has a lot of short, lyrically, yeah, short yeah. tracks. Yeah. Um, I think this was right at the end of Jason's era where he, um, he never tried initially to write deep lyrics. Exactly. He would always just take lines he thought sounded cool and mm-hmm. then find other lines that rhymed with them. You don't think Happy That's... Groundhog's Day was a deep lyric? <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> now, he did get more intricate in his lyrics as he went along. But and the music. here at, this is kind of the, I feel like the uh, end of the air where he just was being vague. And I'll talk more about that later. Cool. Um, but I do like the line, um, it's hard to know or just believe. I like that mm. a lot. Yeah. Because, you know, everyone runs into that doubt in their lives, no matter what it yep. is or who it's about. Yep, constantly. And um, I did say the song may be about God, and I didn't know that with the linear note, so that makes yeah. a lot more sense. Yeah. <laughs> but what I said was it's an interesting take at um, – it's an interesting look at God. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I say that is because it's saying, you know, um, God makes it easier just to leave. And – um. So it's almost like telling someone you can know or you can believe. They're both really hard, but God makes it a whole lot easier just to believe without knowing. Mm-hmm. And that sense of letting go and not knowing scares a lot of people, you know, yeah. particularly in the intellectual generation. So yeah. it's, it's a really interesting look at it to be like, you know what, sometimes it's better just to not know. And I think, and, and as you're talking, and I can't believe it until just now, um, it just hit me. Sorry to cut you off. I, um, I looked up First John 5.13, and it says, These three things I've written unto you, that you may believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life, and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. And so, leave, maybe he's talking about leaving life, like death. I don't know if he's, I mean, it's kind of morbid, but I mean, it's a reality, maybe. I mean, yeah, maybe. I mean he, he, he did pick that verse. It's talking about eternal life. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> um, musically, this is a. Uh, I said this is like a refined gold track. Mm-hmm. Refined um, gold. 
Yeah, it's that's <laughs> what it's kind of like. Um, it's it's just a it's a more focused version of something I would have heard on Gold, mm-hmm. with some added electronic out elements. Gotcha. And I like it a lot. Um, I you know it's no secret I like the loungy band kind of sound yeah. they do, and yeah. um, they do a lot more of that in this album. Yeah. And so lyrically, yeah, it's a lot yeah. of fun. This is a a great second track, I guess. I mean, I don't really know what to say about it. It's um. It's not quite as lyrically deep as I would love it to be, as I love yeah. some of my other albums. But just yeah. listening to it, it's a fun listen, and it flows yeah. great from the last track. Yeah, I like. I mean, typically I like music where the I can the words are deep and have a lot of meaning. But sometimes with sci-fi, they're so vague. But I do like that vagueness though, though, because it can mean so many different things. Like, you know, it, could it be an egotistical musician, or it could be God or Christian? Who's the narrator in the song? I mean, it could be anything. <laughs> and it, it would be interesting if it was from a Christian's point of view, looking at God as an egotistical rock star. Like, yeah. not to be blasphemous, but that's just that's an interesting way to look at the world. Yeah. And it happens. You know what happens? You've heard the horror stories of a Christian and musicians yeah. who just are narcissists and think they're God. It happens. <laughs> All right. So anything else for the heart taker? No. Um, let's go ahead and move on to the next one. Harmony, which um, that we, we, we did in a there was an unofficial poll on the Starfire group on Facebook, and overwhelmingly Harmony was the f- fan favorite, which is very shocking to me. Um, oh, that's the one you put up, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Pretty, yeah, I'm, I haven't revealed what my favorite song on this track on this album okay. is. Have, have we got to your favorite yet? Um, I don't know that I had a strict favorite from this album, quite okay. honestly. Okay. Um, I'll talk about some different ones. I different things I find interesting. Okay. Well, you're saying yourself. Um... So, okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so harmony. Yeah. Um, to me, I think the point of view again, it's Jesus wanting to return. Um, um, uh, it's perfect. This is the perfect mixture of the lounge star flying, like the heavy, like the heavier guitar sounds, and I, maybe that's why it's a fan favorite. Though. Um. The vocals are so warm and mesmeric. Like his vocals on this song are just it's hypnotic almost, you know. And um again with the lyrics is maybe it's Jesus talking to the father, asking to come to earth, you know, maybe he's ready for the second coming. Um because in the, the words, we would leave them all after their planner thoughts. So, you know, we like like when the um guy was creating the world, he said, Let us make man in our image, Father, Son, and mm-hmm. Holy Ghost. So maybe he's um talking about that. Hold on. And so, um, and that the, there, I didn't realize until like, cause I haven't really looked at the um, linear notes uh, a while in this, and I didn't realize there was some French at the end. I thought there was just like some, you know, whatever. But um, I'm not even gonna try to say the French. It's in the linear notes. I'll butcher it. But it just it, it translates to "give me the shot," which I, I don't know what that means. And it's Wayne Everett who's who's saying it. Um, mm. I don't know, but the Luau guitar outro um, at the end is gorgeous. Um, the the background vocals are, um, uh, and the vocals in general is just heavenly. They're just just beautiful. Um, let's see what else. Um, I guess that's it. Yeah, again, I guess another amazing song. Um, another eight out of ten for me. Okay, I did like the return to the lounge band aesthetic. Um, it's one of my favorite things that they do. Mm-hmm. Um, I also really like the guitar tone itself, like you said, really mm-hmm. warm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found it interesting because I just recently read a little post and I couldn't find the source, but it said something along the lines of someone asked Jason, you know, what what gear do you use? And he just started spouting off a bunch of random gear. 
And so what I gathered from that is um, from his tones and everything, Jason didn't really swear to any particular piece of equipment. Mm-hmm. But instead, he just used whatever he can get a hold of for cheap. Mm. And I think that's a testament to his talent that he can just get a hold of any random piece of gear. Which, if you know guitar players at all, they are some of them very, are very picky about their gear. Beyond picky, picky is not the word. I would say <laughs> Nazi, like Nazi, like like dedication. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and um, he was just like, just give me anything, and I'll make it sound good. And he does. So that's a testament to his uh, to his talent there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, lyrically, the song seems to be about friends um, losing touch, but they still need each other, um, which you would be harmony. fitting. Yeah, they, they mm-hmm. uh, you know, someone's losing touch and they still need each other. Mm-hmm. It's fitting if uh, there was a lot of tension in the band going on during the recording of this album, you know, mm-hmm. saying, I, I still need you, even though I really hate you at the moment. I love and you I think I hate anyone, you. Yeah, I, I think um, anyone, like... It's almost like you could say, I wouldn't hate you so much right now if I didn't love you so much. Right. Exactly. Everyone can relate to that human experience. Yeah. (laughs) You can't really hate somebody unless you love them. (laughs) Um, To a degree. Yeah. 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 To all the parents out there, you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) 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 But Um, yeah, I feel you on that. Also, what you said, uh, Wayne Everett's French makes a return here with uh, Donnie Moy La Coupe. Which the translation I found said it translates as give me a hand or help Mm. me out. Oh, that makes more sense. Which makes more sense from like the friendship kind of perspective, right? Or just any Mm. human relationship Mm -hmm. kind of perspective. Or even, you know, if you want um, God and man, you know, crying out to God, whatever. So I I find it interesting. Um, I think it's always fun when he... uh, speaks in french on, on any yeah, of these albums i love it too i love it too <laughs> all right anything else on harmony no not really um so next up we have the longest song title <laughs> well <laughs> probably okay, his so, career. let's see if you agree with me so i noticed on silver mm-hmm. there was a run of three songs that made like a loose trilogy right mm-hmm and then the same thing in gold that one was like i, I dubbed it the messed up trilogy right yeah yeah this one, tracks four through six, once again, make a kind of loose trilogy. I disagree. I think it's the next track. I think it's five through seven that make the trilogy. I ever wrote it down. I'm going to tell you what I call it, the trilogy, oh. until we get there. <laughs> All right. I, we'll, 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 we'll talk about this. Um, okay. maybe, it's, maybe it's a quadrilogy? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I think the whole song, right. I mean, the real album, but there's specific things in those three songs that I think that they're just in those songs, but... Go ahead. You can go ahead. All you All right. are things I need. <laughs> All right. So, um, coming back to the '70s classic rock here mm-hmm. with like an almost a ACDC riff. Black, yeah, maybe? black. Yeah, I was gonna say Black Sabbath. Yeah, it's more ACDC. or Nazareth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so. I, I think it's a lot of fun. Um, that those guitar riffs like just give them to me all day long. Mm-hmm. Um, the lyrics, as spa- as sparse as they are, are still mm-hmm. interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, seeming to tell someone, "You think you're pretty great, don't you?" Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like a, a tongue lashing while still yeah. admitting you do in fact need them. It's like mm-hmm. um, the lyrics are like, "Here, let me um, go ahead and just find the lyrics that kind of remind me of go that." Your brother. No. So, okay. all you are are the things I need. 
think you're some shock. Yeah. So it's like, I need you. You think you're so great, don't you? But I still mm-hmm. need you. Yeah. <laughs> and that's really kind of what I got from the lyrics. Yeah. Um, so I found that an interesting kind of take. Um, for it's it's there the title almost has more to do with the lyrics of the song than the actual lyrics, but yes, yeah, yeah, that's my thoughts on it. Title, if you take out the repeating lyrics, the title is longer than the lyrics. In the yeah. <laughs> so, um, okay. Um, to me, I think it's Jesus, God, both pleading the man, and um, you know, pleading with us um, that all he wants from us are the things we need. Um, and then say, you think you're some shock, like, like when you mess up and you fall and you do something, God, you think he's mad at you about, it. he's like, you think you're shocking me. I, I know, I know you're going to, I know you, but the things you want, love and forgiveness and acceptance, those things you're craving, you give those to me and you can have them too. All the things you want for this relationship to work. It's a, it's a symbiotic relationship. You give God what he wants and you get the, in return. But normally it's God starting first, giving it to us. And then it comes back. And so. That's how, how I took it, because he knows we're messed up. He knows we're not perfect. And um, um, so I swear I'm saying, um, you know, um, and at the end, um, I, um, well, not at the end, but also in the line goes, you know how I feel, you know, um, um, and that could be taken um, both ways. Like the person coming to realize, hey, God, you know how I feel or the other way, God, pleading, like, you know how I feel about you. You could be the most messed up, indigenous person. He's still gonna love you. You know, you know, and that's how I took it. And then, okay. and then also got I also, or it could be also being God pleading with us to remember, um, you know, who He is, or a song that maybe Jason is having a problem, you know, with, because we, we all have doubts, and maybe, and maybe this is Jason's. You know, maybe that speaks to what he's um, dealing with the relationship of God right now. Maybe you know some doubt or feeling, um, feeling distance from him. So, yeah, that's what I get. Seven out of ten for me. Okay. Very nice. Next up, you think you're radical. Well, I'll let you go since you love the Lil' Lounge song so much. All right. <laughs> well, um, I do love the the smooth, the, that's the smooth lounge uh, with Gene Eugene once again softly playing that organ in the background. It's just, yeah. it's just soothing almost. Yeah, it is. Um, it's like a little warm blanket. Um, so as I said, I kind of view these, this run of three songs in a row as like one story. So in this part of the story, from my perspective, at least the person possibly from the last song just gave Mm -hmm. Jason some uh, negative feelings and he's feeling Mm -hmm. very distraught. Um, like, you know, just he, he, he gave them a tongue lashing and then they're like, uh, and they said something back and now, so he's like, uh. Oh, you think I'm terrible? Well, I don't mind. Mm. Leave me, leave me alone. Which yeah. now I think I know where you're going though, because I see what you mean from the the God perspective of yeah. you know God praying to God. You think we're terrible, but I don't mind. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. So yeah, that's a uh, my quick thoughts on it. I guess there's not as much to talk about in the music as I would love. Like, cause yeah. it's just it's all. It's, it's all no change good, up. Yeah. but there's not much change up. It's very yeah. consistent. Yeah, and I think I think that. Oh, are you done? Yeah. Okay. I'm um, sorry. I didn't want to care. Didn't mean to Kevin Hart you there, but um, I think the music is on purpose for what I'm about to say. Um, Lounge Flyer 59 is back. So I got um, Jason. Um, let's see. 
I, I okay. This is how I take the song. Jesus goes off to pray, but he's okay. I'm sorry. The trilogy. This is the first song. This trilogy. I call it the Righteous Anger trilogy. At this point okay. in the story, I think Jesus is just frustrated with us. It's just like you know what. <laughs> Just like in the Bible, so many times with disciples, when they weren't getting it or whatever, he would go by himself and pray. And so to me, this is Jesus saying, you know, I don't mind leaving me on my own tonight. He's just like, you know what, guys? I just need a break. Y'all, y'all is too much. Y'all are too extra right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> go pray myself. Um, and, um, but, 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 um, and because sometimes we, we, we think we're radical, like as Christians, oh, I'm doing all this for God. And I got this ministry. Oh, I love my kids and all this stuff. You start feeling your own, you start feeling yourself getting a big hit. And Jesus is like, oh my God, <laughs> I can't with you right now. <laughs> um, yeah. And I think that um, the, the, the steadfast, I think the music doesn't change out because I think Jesus, even though in that righteous anger with us, his love, he's still constant. Like it's still, it's not, it's never a strained relationship on his behalf. It's only the way we see it. And so although he's given us a ton, tongue lashing, it's a chill one. It's not uh, anger. It's not chaotic. It's just like, look, you know, sometimes in any relationship, you need a space from each other. And uh, to me, that's what I think. Um, the, other, the, the, the guitar, um, where's what, what this? This is part. Uh, at two two minutes and thirty one seconds, um, there's a there's like this extra um um strong guitar stroke that kind of like perks you up a little bit because it is kind of same same throughout, and I was just like oh that's cool, um but yeah I just think it's that the mounting frustration um this began the first of the t- trilogy this song's a six out of ten though, um because it's there's not a lot to it. <laughs> okay, I got gotcha. you. Mm-hmm. And then next up, and for me this is the last stop on the. The, what I call the tongue lashing trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The translator. Okay. Um, in this case, um, he's admitting he doesn't know what to do with the person. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all he ever does is argue with them. Yet he still can't get over them. Yeah. Um, musically, it's um, I I find it interesting. It's getting kind of like Oasis Britpop. Yep. Which I uh, I've been I love that um, because I've been listening to Oasis here recently, and um, you yeah. know the tambourine in there maybe that's what reminded mm-hmm. me of it. But the guitar mm-hmm. tones, so um, I, I love it. it. Just it's a a fun kind of Britpop Oasis vibe in there, and I think um, musically that other than the last track, this may be one of the most diverse sounding tracks on the album <laughs> oh yeah the last one no that the last song's kind of saying save me through um okay for me translator um let me do the music now get into the w- words first um and they aren't messing around this song and they just coming in hard and fast and there's just no messing around clouds um bass and everett's drums are tight and driving throughout they're just getting in on the song Second best um, um, drum performance on this album. Um, this is just gonna be my fa- my least favorite song on the album too. Until I started listening to it, researching, it. I don't know why, but the breakdowns are so tasty, so catchy. Um, can't believe I slept on the song so long. Um, now on to the words. Um, well, the translator. So I can't remember what Bible verses. I could Google it, but it says that Jesus is the translator of our faith. I think it's like in John or James. You familiar with that verse? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so obviously here we're going back with the Jesus thing. So the translator. So I take it this is Jesus, um, 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 talking to us in the the line bent bent over you, um, um, where's it going? Bent over me, bent over you. Um, 
it's like he's saying, you know, I protected, I've been protecting you. I suffered, I got killed, bled and died for you. And, and you're, and you're so indifferent to me. Like I, I was whipped to death for you. And like, to me, it was like, this is him in the, in the um, temple when he's whipping the bankers and flipping tables over. It's just like enough. <laughs> like what, what, what are y'all doing? You know, what more can I do? Um, yeah. So to me, that's what I think it is. And so he's going from tongue lashing to like just full on righteous anger. And it's justified. I, I mean, if I was God, I would have ended the world a long time. I don't understand. So, um, yeah, great song. I love that it's heavy. It's right after the um, the very melodic um, So You Think You're Radical song. This, again, with the track listing, perfect. I mean, if you put both the lounge sound, songs back to back, oh my God, that would have been awful. So, yeah, 7 out of 10 for me. Okay, very nice. Well, next up, um, let me hear your final thoughts on your trilogy. You Don't Miss Me. Well, You Don't Miss Me. This, this is my favorite song in this album. <laughs> like there's a couple of others that are kind of close but this song has an edge and i'll um talk about that obviously the delayed intro oh god i love it like you just sit there and you know something about that it's gonna drop and then it finally hits you like oh it's so good <laughs> um so yeah this is jesus really over us <laughs> it's like um um when you're walking in the dark i feel you coming around um when we're hurting like 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 we're walking in the dark and he's like i can feel like because people are dumb we pain is a good motivator for us and so most people either come to god or reconnect with god when they're walking in the dark in their pain and he was like i feel you coming around but then you keep taking everything you're ruining the scene again um christian music or christians or both you know what he's talking about you keep um um, let's see here. The organs are humming on this one too. Max out. Oh my God. Gene, Gene like takes this, the, the, the organs in the song sets this song like into the strategy. I mean, it's, I mean, it's a great song, but without it, it would be a great song. The, the organ and it just makes it amazing. It just sends it over the top. It's just like into the stratosphere. Um, let's see. Oh, uh, anything else. Um, I think that's it for now. I'll let you go. But yeah, this is the end of the um, suffering servant um, for me. But go ahead. <laughs> okay. Um, I do love the full band sound working like in perfect harmony. Like this song right here is where I really notice all the elements. Yes. Of, mm-hmm. uh, the the organ, the bass, mm-hmm. the guitar, the drums, all just working like in perfect harmony. Yeah. Um. Without and then the guitar solos happen. <gasps> oh, that's oh, yeah. I forgot. About, yeah, that's it. Okay, go ahead. That's right. I, okay, you refresh my memory. Go ahead, though. <laughs> but um, <laughs> it's 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 all perfect without being overbearing. Yes. This right here is a masterclass in how mm. you take because I know one thing people didn't like about seventies rock sometimes is it got <laughs> overbearing. Um, yeah. They would jam band for. 10 hours um they'd get lost in their own little world and stop caring about indulgence the indul- yeah became indul- overindulgent <laughs> this is like a um this right here is the song you give to people in your music theory class to be like this is how you take that sound and condense it down to its most streamlined version yeah and um and everything's economic and it's just perfect so musically, I love it. Okay. Um, 
And then as for lyrics, as I said at the beginning of this, I know Jason at this time in his life didn't put much thought into the lyrics, usually just using lines he thought sounded cool. In this yeah. case, the song appears to be maybe about a friend who left the faith. So the line, all we talk about is vain. What about the name? Yeah. And by extension, he feels like, you know, since they've left the faith, they left him personally. Or Christian musicians again who are talking yeah. about everything but not the name. <laughs> yeah, possibly. Yeah, maybe giving them a good tongue lash, and I don't know. Uh, which I find it interesting that he, if he would talk, um, you know, kind of do like a call out to other Christian musicians simply for the sake of he's very famous for never directly referencing Jesus, rather yes. um, just being. If someone asks him, "Yeah, I'm a Christian musician," and then putting it in his notes, but in every album, though, but in but in every album, he puts all praise and glory to Jesus Christ. Every album, he puts absolutely, in yeah. So, but um, the lyrics themselves are never too explicit, or at least but, in his early albums. Yeah, and I think yeah, but what, I think he's been more not superficial. Like, I don't think as a Christian, like all your songs should be about God or have him mentioned at all. I mean. You, I think what Jason's talking about is like maybe behind the scenes, some of these people weren't being Christians, but they're cheating on their wives, abusing drugs. Who knows? You know, maybe that's what he's, what he's talking about. That's what I. That's what I think. Yeah. Oh, I got you. Okay. And yeah. sadly, that kind of crap does happen. I mean, yeah. people are human, right? People mess yeah, up. exactly. Yeah. And so, yeah, back to so yeah, you mentioned um, um before I get to the guitar solo. Um, at the end of the song, um, they're saying, and I know I've listened to it a million times. It's like you don't miss me so long, like it's saying goodbye. And so that's why I, I think this trilogy, this is the end of the trilogy, because either uh, I think both things are happening. Um, um, Jesus is saying goodbye. God's saying goodbye to those people who don't want to come to him or listen to instruction. But also that righteous anger part of him was like, that's done now. Let's get back to love, which we'll talk about in the next song. Um, and yeah, the solo, the 214, the, two, the 240 short. But OK, uh, uh, let me. It is one of the best guitar solos. It's so emotive. There's very few, like, just straight-up solos um, or just music without words that can convey so much emotion. Like, um, like, like the guitar solo, the, the, the big guitar solo at the end of Purple Rain. Like, that song, and like, that guitar solo just takes me on a, like, a, a, a sad, happy journey. I always end up in tears. This, I don't know what it is, too. That solo, I'm tearing up just thinking about it. It's just something about the, the, the tone the, the whatever notes I don't know it's just something about that solo is just like that's what makes the song like just it's a nine out of ten for me um I mean come on this song's just so good um I, I and you said that it um that <laughs> that is um just right I wrote in my notes I hope there's a longer version of this song <laughs> <laughs> oh I'm sorry and I'm sorry it's not this not, not a, this is a ten out of ten I'm sorry not a nine out of ten it's ten out of ten and um, when I was 1997, when I was Christian I, for a year, I was giving this album to everybody. You got to listen to this. Got to listen to this. And um, yeah, I was like, I was trying to, I was trying to make everybody Starfire fans. <laughs> so yeah, that's it. That's all I got to say. Oh no, the outro that starts at like, I think 418 soon. And like it stops, you know, mm -hmm. like you were saying. And then, oh my God, so good. Okay. I, I promise I'm done with the song now. <laughs> nice alright we're um, we're winding down to the end of the uh, end of the album because if nothing else this album is pretty short yeah I think it's like um, 40 some minutes I don't, yeah, I don't know if it gets that long I think it's like somewhere in the th I don't know I'll have to look it up sometime 
Okay, go ahead. All right, next up. Next step. What do we got? The Boulevard. Take it, Sammy. All right, so I am a sucker for staccato guitars. Um, I just, every time I hear it, I'm just like, yes, that's awesome. Yeah. I don't know why. I just, I'm always a sucker for that. So this song, of course, uses that to perfect effect. And I'm like, as, as soon as the that first line goes, dun, dun, and then just stops. I'm like, yes. I hear you, man. I'm a sucker for muted trumpets. I hear <laughs> muted trumpet in anything. I'm going to love it. It's... <laughs> um, and the song just kind of continues with that um, almost... It's like if ACDC played punk, almost. I don't... Mm-hmm. Maybe that's a bit of a stretch, but that's what it reminds me of a bit. Um, but it def- doesn't differentiate too much for the, from the rest of the album, I think. But that doesn't yeah. mean it's not good. So I know I'm saying all these songs sound the same-ish, but that's not yeah. a bad thing, because it's such a perfect sound that I'm okay with it. Yeah. Um. And as far as lyrics, I like the line, time's all you need when you stop to think. Yeah. I might think that's a really cool line because, you know, um, really at the end of the day, what do we all have but time? That's yeah. the, the great equalizer for everyone. I looked um, it up. It's 40, this album's 41 minutes and 14 seconds. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. Barely so, got in the 40s. <laughs> so the song is short, sweet, and it's a pretty cool song. I, I really enjoy it. Okay. Um, um, so yeah, like I said, back to loving Jesus. Um, tell me what you heard on the boulevard. That kind of reminds me of the Jesus Christ Superstar. What's the buzz? Tell me what's happening. What's the buzz? <laughs> I don't know. That's that pops in my head every time I hear this song. Um, so tell me what you heard on the boulevard. Like that is, I think that's what Jesus is talking to us again. Hey, the boulevard being the world, life, whatever. And um, so he's asking, hey, what's going on, guys? Um, and let's see. He's like, I, um, boo, boo, boo. Uh, tell me what's happening. Jesus also asking why we're so serious um, or upset. You know, he promised us that in this world that we'll have suffering and trouble. So don't ha- don't take it out on me. You know, like he's saying, what are you upset about? Like I, I, at the jump, I told you it wasn't going to be easy. So now it's getting hard. Now you want to complain? I'm like, don't take it so hard. You know, that's what he's saying. Things like this go on. I mean, suffering happens in the world. So what are we talking about? Um, let's see what else. I think that's it. Okay. And he's, yeah, he was like, yeah, I mean, reminded us, hey, you know what? Yeah, life's hard for you, but at least you didn't get beat to death like an animal. <laughs> so stop. Seven out of ten for me. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm just having this image of a... Uh... Um, in my head of, you know, Jesus walking up to someone and be like, suck it up, buttercup. Yeah, basically. <laughs> he's like, he's like, you see uh, these holes? You're cute. <laughs> uh, bless your heart, as we say in the South. That's what he said. This this is the Jesus bless your heart to humanity. <laughs> Alright. All right, um, so. Next up, we have Help Me When You're Gone. Okay. I'll start this one. Um, Let's see. Start off. This is my least favorite song on the album. Sorry, if someone has to be. It's you. Um, doesn't mean it's a bad song though. It's just you know. Um, let's see here. What I got here. <sighs> okay. So maybe he's possibly. Um, I don't know. This song is slow. It's like um, a lesser version of. Um, um, so you think you're radical? Maybe I don't know. There's not much to say about this song. Six out of ten. Go hit Sammy. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Um, see, personally, I love this song. 
Um, and I think it's because I read it as a love song, and I'm a mm. sucker for love songs, only yeah. as I am for uh, staccato mm. guitars. Mm. So it, it reminds me of like a sequel to Starflyer 2000. Yeah. I don't know if a Bon Voyage ever covered this. I hope they did. <laughs> they, um, they don't, and if uh, they have, they haven't released it. Oh, yeah. bummer! Because this would be a great. Uh, just if this was like female vocals, it'd be even more beautiful. But be. I love it. The the sw- just the smooth, sweet love song, and I, the way I looked at it was um, possibly from the perspective of his wife while he's mm-hmm. out touring. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of what it reminded me of. You know, kind of like a like I said, a sequel to Starfire two thousand. Because most uh, tours, most tour musicians, they do it in the summertime, summertime, summer days. Yeah. I took it as a love. I took it kind of a love story. Like after all this, this tongue lashing and unappreciated, that, that finally the person accepted, accepted Jesus, God, whatever you want to say. And so it's like, um, because um, um, so now that you have a relationship with God, right? He was like, so um, um, I'll be right here when you say spending days with me only. So that's you know, so Jesus is always waiting. So when we're ready to be with him forever, he's standing there, you know, and so um. I'm leaving and I won't delay. Maybe that's the second coming. Um, and then save your love for me only. And again, I'm with you. Maybe a love song. More than likely a love song. Um, probably like that. I would definitely say it's a love song, but I don't know. It's all right. <laughs> Not fair enough. All right, let's go into the last song on the track. And uh, I guess I'll start this one. Okay. Everyone but me. Such so, a terrible song. This is an awful song. Complaint. This song <laughs> reminds me a lot of your meme from Gold. Yeah, um, it has that same beach vibe, um, yep. the almost the same rhythm. I don't love it as a uh, ending track. Um, you don't like it's. I, Wait, I don't what, know. what would you prefer? Which song would you prefer to be the the end song? I don't know. Um, if I had to pick the one I feel like would uh, work best as an ending track, yeah, I would probably say "Help Me When You're Gone." Honestly, okay. okay. Um, I feel like that'd be a, and I'll tell you why when I kind of give you my final thesis on this album in the end. Okay. All right. Um, but um, I it seems to be lyrically to be venting frustration at someone for hanging out. For him having time for everyone but him. <laughs> or mm. maybe it's at a band member saying that they have time for everything but the band. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's fun. And I really do... Uh, like, it's not a bad track. Don't get me wrong. Um, I just don't love it as an ending track. And I do like the vocal harmonies at the end. It's, uh, once again, that Beach Boys vibe. Uh, yeah. As we've discussed before, he does just... You know, Beach Boys is just in his de- musical DNA. It's what he does, and yeah, I mean, you he, always he was will a Cali- see from there. Southern California, and he was a kid in the '60s. Of course, he listened to Beach Boys. <laughs> yeah, so he, he just this is this is his Beach Boys song for this album. Yeah. Okay, um, I, I, this is a great blend of the, the luau lounge and rock. All the things Jason does really well. The rhythm section in the song is very electrifying throughout the song. Um, gosh, the change. Of course, the best part of the song is the change in tempo at one oh one oh seven with the hand, and I love the hand claps. And that, again, Beach Boy, that the hand claps is kind of Beach Boy genius. Love it. Um, then the outro, um, 
at the end that what start when it totally switches up at two sixteen and just oh my god, just perfect. I think it's the perfect way to close the album. I because with the outro, it just it's the perfect. I think another song after that would made it clunky. I I I, I, can, I can't see the song not being the closer. It's just so that's just me. The background vocals you mentioned they lilt and they're amazing. They make you feel like you're in heaven. Make fills your heart with joy. They're so beautiful. Um, let's see. This is I, I'll put this. Okay, I'll put this. If I had to do, do make a list of my fifty greatest albums, this is this album would probably be in it. And I have like over three thousand albums, so that's that's something. No, maybe not. Maybe like four thousand. But anyway, um, yeah. So that's what I think of the song. Um, yeah. Overall, the album's a, a 9 out of 10 for me. What are your closing thoughts? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, so this album, um, I feel like, from how I interpreted the, the vague lyrics, it could have been called The Life and Times of a Christian Rock Star in the 90s. <laughs> yeah. That is to say, it was a bit rough. Mm-hmm. Um, if this works as like a trilogy with gold and silver, it is a perfect yeah. last stop. For that kind of uh, air of Starflyer 59. Mm-hmm. Um, Gene Eugene's production really tightens Jason's focus and turns yep. this into the most refined and streamlined mm-hmm. we've ever yep. heard Starflyer. Um, yep. It's not, not meandering at all. Nope. And the other ba- band members, Eric C. and Wayne Everett, both of the prayer chain, mm-hmm. um, really give this album some spice. And the lyrics, they're, they're the weakest point for the for me. Um, they, they're slightly improved over the previous mm-hmm. albums, but they fall into that murky, I'm not really singing about anything too specific c- category that I don't personally love. I know it's poetry. you love that. They're not songs, yeah. they're poetry. These lyrics are poetry. And they're for interpretation. I like that. I mean, yeah. some people write music lyrics, some people write, yeah. Yeah, so. Um, like, I ahead, guess it's mm. probably because I'm more of a story-driven person. No. I I look for story and everything, and poetry mm. is more abstract. So there's not yeah. as much story there. Yeah, I'm um, a very abstract guy, <laughs> but I do love stories. Though. I do love stories. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's the album's one slight weakness, but overall, this album's pretty. It's really great. It's my favorite Starflyer LP thus far. Okay. And Mine too. It's an it's an <laughs> awesome swan song for this yeah. era of the band. Yeah. So Over- I am. Um, I'm sorry. Go ahead. So I give you know the nine points writing system. So for yeah. music lyrics overall three points yeah. each. So music I give it a three. Lyrics I give it a two. Um, so not quite as strong as I would love them to be, but still interesting. Yeah. And overall I'll give it a two point five. So seven point five out of nine, which is oh, the highest really I've given any Star yeah. Five yeah, Fifty Nine album thus far. It's not even close. <laughs> <laughs> so I really enjoyed this album. It's um it's definitely the best production I've heard from this band. Cause Gene Eugene, man, he's the man. Yeah, it just in peace. it the the produ- the production really helped kick it up a notch. And while um, gold has grown on me. This one um, is still the by far better album. If not, this is why you need an editor a... and see a good producer and editor because <laughs> if Gene Eugene had worked on gold, half those guitar solos would have been gone. Indiana would have never made the cut. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been a totally different album. But yeah, yeah for, for me, ranking the songs number 10 is Help Me When You're Gone. Number nine is uh, So You Think You're Radical. Number eight is The Translator. Number seven is The Boulevard. <laughs> Number six is All You Want Are Things I Need. Number five is The Heart Taker. Four is Harmony. 
three is the Voyager, um, and two is every everyone but me, and of course number one is You Don't Miss Me. <laughs> nice, nice solid album. And so yeah, I, I just I know I sound a little fanboy now for the next few albums, but trust me, there's going to be like a run of a couple albums where I'm just going to totally lay into them. It's not going to be pretty. It's going to be so. I'm fair. Trust me. I know it doesn't sound like it, but when we get to it. No, fair enough. Um, <laughs> well, we're going to be, uh, let's, let me go ahead and consult my list here. That was fun. Um, yeah. Let me consult my list here. Yeah. Cause there, we are getting ready to come upon a stretch where we are not even going to talk about Starflyer for a minute. Oh, wow. Um, so next up we have, the Eastwood Dive by Pony mm-hmm. Express. Mm-hmm. And then, okay, then we have, we do have the Fashion Focus. Mm-hmm. But then... No EP, no EP after this album. Oddly, and this is the first time he didn't release an EP yeah. afterwards. No live album, yeah. nothing. I think so Boy by, Bon Voyage first album came out in the 97, right? Didn't that come yeah, out this uh, 98. Oh, 98. So, okay, never mind. Um, we could technically do Bon Voyage before Fashion Focus, but I figured... People would want their uh, 59 fix before yeah. we jump back to the side project. Fix. Oh, I like that. Before we uh, <laughs> jump back into a side project. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so and much. then, yeah, it keeps going from there. And we'll just, uh, from from here, this point forward is where really he starts hitting side projects hard. Yeah. And in 2002, he has quite a year. <laughs> yeah, he does. It's like, whoa. <laughs> Um, so this he is recently did too. Was it 2007? When did Low, and Be- Low Tom come out? Because he had Low Tom Behold, the Starfire album. He had like three or four albums, and I think that was like 2017. Yeah, some years he just goes crazy with it. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't. So in 07, he had. Um, a Starflyer album, a Neon Horse album, and a Brothers Martin album, which oh, I yeah. love. The Brothers Martin. I forgot They're about amazing. Neon Horse. Yeah, I forgot. Uh, that, that's some weird stuff right there. Yeah. <laughs> Have you heard the Emergency yet? I mean, Enemy Ships Emergency album. That's pretty um, good. So, from what I uh, researched, that one's um, not quite like an official album. Yeah, because it never got released. So the the company. But anyway, but. Okay, we're on Americana. Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah, getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so that's a. There's a little preview for what we're gonna be going into next. Thank you, everyone, so much for listening. We really appreciate our uh, people who listen. You guys are small but mighty, and it's amazing. Yeah. We love you all. Yes, we really do. And any comments or suggestions, positive or negative, whatever, we're big boys. We can handle it. Please, you know, <laughs> let us know. Yeah, um, contact us on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Blue Collar Love. You can find us pretty easily. Yeah, Blue Collar Love uh, on all the social medias, Blue Collar Love Podcast. Twitter, can, Instagram, Facebook, all that. You can also email us at any time, uh, Brothers King Media, BC Love. So Brothers King Media, Blue Collar Love, at Gmail. Um, feel free to email me. And, uh, yeah, this has been fun, um, and we will catch you guys next month when, actually, you know, we might take a slight detour from Pony Express. Yeah. Because next month is Christmas. We could review the it, Christmas songs that never we gotta made do a Starfire some album. Christmas songs, because he never did have an official Christmas album, surprisingly. 
Yeah. Um, you know, maybe but... now that he's fifty, he'll he'll do one. <laughs> like they all do. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Well, it's been it's been real. Thanks. This has been a blue collar production. Bye bye. <laughs> bye. Thank you for listening to Blue Collar Love, a Starflyer 59 retrospective. Your hosts are me, Samuel King, and Aaron Anderson. Production and editing done by Samuel King. This has been a Brothers King Media production.